0: do you remember the first time you went to a planetarium probably with your fifth grade class more excited to leave school with your friends and learn anything about science right
1: you find your spot impatiently waiting for the show to start ignoring the withering look from your teacher and then wow
2: incredible can we really do this small yet so special that was i think how the wise men must have
1: felt These magi got quite the star show themselves.
0: Except it was just one star. One bright, magnificent, piercing, brilliant ball of fire. And boy, did they bet a lot on that star.
2: Their guide along a journey that would take miles and months and maybe managing some doubt.
1: But just like the one day, the one they were traveling to see, this star stood out as something special. Among the stars in the sky, this one beckoned, follow me. And
0: what a payoff!
2: When they arrived at Bethlehem, they asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And it got me thinking. Is worship
0: a little different the heart of the journey to get there?
1: Struggling along the road with, the, struggling along the road with others.
2: The kind of trip that tests your faith and breaks your back and makes you realize you just left an awful lot for this one bright spot in the sky.
0: What's that worship like? I can't speak for the Magi.
1: Maybe they shouted hallelujah or knelt quiet in reverence.
0: We've all walked our own difficult journeys and when we found ourselves on the other side, we all felt it. The joy we had to fight for is just a bit sweeter.
2: And for that bright morning star, the one that caught you in awe when you first saw it.
1: What else can you do but rejoice when you realize the journey was always leading you to Jesus?
3: That was wonderful. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Jackson. Come on, give it up one more time so good man what a day huh we have packed in so much i hope you guys are having fun Uh, how you doing right this is what a wonderful sunday morning to come to church i I love what jackson said at the end that that line uh when i heard them rehearsing it, it got me he says what else can you do but rejoice when you realize that the journey was always leading you to jesus isn't that good what else can you do but rejoice when you realize the journey was always leading you to Jesus? Anybody else just rejoicing today that the journey has led you to Jesus? I mean, I, I try to be kind with all this, but still, I, I hang out with Christians. I, I just don't know if you know how to rejoice. And I'm just going to judge you on that. Because if Jesus was in this room, the way some of you all acting, some of the way your body language, I don't know. Right? like rejoicing we dance like david danced we dance unashamed just i just want to encourage you and i want to challenge you in that rejoice is there rejoicing in your heart today if you're a christian here today is there rejoicing in your heart today is there rejoicing because there's life in your lungs today is there rejoicing i get it the journey's hard the journey's difficult the journey maybe it isn't even how you thought it would go but it led you to jesus and Jesus causes me to rejoice. Anybody else? I'm like, I, I don't care what you think about me. I don't care how you judge me. I'm going to be, become even more undignified than this. Because Jesus has brought me joy. I'm just unashamed. The, hard, the harshest words I get is from Christians. It's crazy to me. We need to rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. I love it, those, those wise men. They, they, they get over to Jesus, and who knows how that journey was. We, we don't know much about them. We know they came from the east, but they get to Jesus, and they rejoice. In fact, I want to read this account. If you have your Bibles, open them up. Matthew, Gospel of Matthew. If you, you don't know where that is, it's right at the beginning of the New Testament. And we're going to read chapter 2, and we're going to read the first 12 verses. Matthew chapter 2, 1 through 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, remember that name, Herod, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem and they say, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, Herod, he is to be born in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly. He ascertained from these wise men what time the star had appeared. And so he sent him to Bethlehem. Rise men, go. Search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that, oh, that I too may come and worship him. Does anyone believe him? There, He is a liar. Oh my. (laughs) After listening to the king, they went on their way. Behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where that child was. Pay attention, church. When they saw the star... They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Amen. Going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They fall down and they worship him. They open their treasures, gifts of gold, frankincense, myrrh, and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. <clears throat> it's such an interesting story. Again, these wise men, they travel from the east. Their first stop is Jerusalem. They ask this question, where is he who is... Born king of the Jews, we saw his star when it rose. We've come to worship him. Now that statement about Jesus being the king of the Jews, it tells us that King Herod, it troubles him. And again, of course it troubles King Herod. Why? Because he's the king. Which is why when, again, he tells those wise men to go find the child, let him know where Jesus is so he can worship him too. Like nobody believes the sincerity of that statement. But after listening to the king, the wise men go. They go on their way. They go to Bethlehem. They find where the star rests over the child. And scripture says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Again, they enter the house. They fall down. They worship Jesus. They bring him their gifts. But LifeSpring, and and what I really want to highlight with today's message is the fact that they rejoiced. They rejoiced. LifeSpring. Listen, when they found Jesus, they rejoiced. Some of you need to write that down. I know it doesn't sound profound, but it could change your life to say, when I found Jesus, I rejoiced. The Greek there for rejoice means just what you think it mean. It means they were glad. It means they were happy. I mean, it tells us the... Rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. I mean, that's double joy, right? Double rainbow joy. Can anyone relate? I mean, what was it like when you first met Jesus? The first time. Do you remember? You were filled with joy. Do you remember? That is why. I mean, I love you, church. But you know who I love hanging out with more than anybody? is new Christians. Like young Christians, people who just came to Jesus because there's such a life and vitality in them. I mean, it's uncontrollable. It's almost uncontainable. They all get that tattoo. You know what I'm talking about. They want to tell anyone and everyone about what Jesus has done. And praise God when we encounter Jesus. When we behold the King and we rejoice, we're filled with exceedingly great joy. Reminds me of what the angel says. You you know Luke chapter 2. We read it every Christmas season. But isn't it incredible when the angel goes to the shepherds and says, Don't be afraid. Right? I bring you what? Good news. Everybody say good news. news. Everybody say of great joy. joy. Everybody say for all the people. It's good news of great joy for all the people. Why? He says because today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Good news of great joy. Good news of great joy. Good news of great joy. I I assume I'm speaking to mostly Christians in this room today. And so I'm just reminding of what you already have in Jesus. Good news of great joy. Now, you'll notice not everyone who encounters Jesus is filled with joy. And we all know that. I'm still hanging out uh, with people like that these days. You find that in Scripture. You see that in 2022. Not everyone who encounters Jesus, their response isn't always joy. Last Sunday, we finished the book of Acts. Acts 28, Pastor Jesse, he, he had a wonderful sermon. But he mentioned something very important. I hope this caught your attention. He says, Paul finally makes it to Rome. Praise the Lord. He gets there. He gathers this group of Jewish leaders. But listen to what he does. This is incredible to me. Verse 23. He he witnessed to them. This is what scripture says. He witnessed to this group of leaders from morning till evening, explaining about the kingdom of God, Morning till night, explaining about the kingdom of God. He's explaining from the law of Moses, from the Torah. He's explaining from the prophets. He's trying to persuade these people about Jesus. Morning till night. I mean, he lays it out. He's pouring out everything he's got. When I got 30 minutes here, he's got like 12 hours. He's just going for it. I mean, can you imagine what that would be like? For me, to have the Apostle Paul here sitting with us till morning, till night. I mean, how rich that would be. How powerful that would be. How life-giving that would be. I mean, it gives me goosebumps just to think I'm sitting here and I'm watching Paul. He's just diving into the Torah. He's opening those scrolls. He's just showing us again and again from the prophets for hours and hours. Showing us Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the risen Christ for hours and hours. I mean, the tears that would flow from our faces. The joy. I would just rise up in celebration. I mean, are you talking about that my Messiah, my Deliverer, my Rescuer, my Savior, you mean the King of kings and the Lord of lords has come? Amen. And yet the very next line says, Some were convinced, and yet others would not believe. Wow. Wow. That's heavy, isn't it? I mean, he gave them everything he's got. and Some believed and others did not. Again, not everyone who encounters Jesus is filled with joy. You see this in today's passage. Yeah, you have the wise men and they're coming. They're filled with exceedingly great joy. But we know in the very same passage, we've got Herod. Herod, he's filled with something completely different, right? He's not coming to worship Jesus. He would come to get rid of Jesus. And we have to understand this reality that as much as I have found Jesus, and again, I'm not afraid, I'm not embarrassed, and I'm going to be even more undignified than this, and I hope you would join me, church. That's my dream, is that I would be a part of community of joy. And not because of circumstances, not because you got the job or the raise or the girlfriend, but joy because Jesus has saved your soul. I long for that community. And again, you see this in the wise men, they're filled with that joy, but Herod is filled with something else. But you've got to understand this, as much as the wise men were filled with joy, as much as you and I are filled with joy, there are people, and maybe you experienced this over Thanksgiving, maybe you sat across the table from these people, maybe they're family members, maybe they're friends, maybe they're coworkers that they're close to you. I mean, these are people that you love, and though you have encountered Jesus and filled with joy, you just know it. They've encountered Jesus and they're filled with something else. But then it begs the question, what about you? What about you? What's your response to encountering Jesus? The person next to you, by the way, doesn't get to make that choice for you. That's not their response to make. It's about you. What is your response? And yeah, I get it. The journey is hard. Yes, the struggle is real. But in the midst of it all, what is your response to encountering Jesus? Jesus. Because here's the deal. When you meet Jesus in that moment, it is not a foregone conclusion that you will believe in Him. It is not a foregone conclusion that you will worship him. Again, we got the wise men, we got Herod. You have a choice to make. Again, this gets repeated throughout Jesus' earthly ministry. Read the Gospels, right? Jesus will be in the room. Jesus is, like literally, Jesus is in the room. Did you know that that's still true today? Even if Jesus walked in the room today, some would believe and others would reject. That's still true today. You see that in his ministry. You see that in the disciples' ministry. You see this in the ministry of the Apostle Paul. Some believe, others do not. And yet this is a church. So let's be clear about something. To be saved, to be forgiven... To be set free, to be born again, to be made new, to live forever in the kingdom of God, with God, you must make the intentional decision to believe in Jesus. You must make the intentional decision to believe and to receive Jesus as Savior and King. You need Jesus. I need Jesus. I mean, hopefully we all know this, but just real quick, this is how much you need Jesus. Remember, ever since the first bite of that forbidden fruit, humanity's hearts have been sick with sin. You know what I'm talking about? Sick with sin. And it feels like it's only increasingly more and more sick with sin. Our world is sick with sin. Our sin has only led to our death and destruction. And yet there is a remedy. Praise the Lord. There is a remedy and His name is Jesus. Jesus. He's the only one. The only one who has the power to heal. The only one who has the power to save you from your sins. He is the one who has fulfilled the prophecy of Ezekiel. Listen, this is the word of the Lord. The Lord says a new heart I will give you and a new spirit I will put within you. I will remove from your body the heart of stone and I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. It's going to be alive and I'm going to put my spirit within you. That's what believing in Jesus can do. Again, this is a weird thing in America where you just kind of say yes to Jesus, whatever that means, and just continue to live your life like nothing happens. And yet that's not what happens. He takes your lifeless heart and He gives you instead of a heart of stone. And I don't have to convince you of what it means to have a heart of stone because every one of us in this room have had a heart of stone. And yet, instead, He gives us a heart that is alive and beating for Him and for His kingdom. That's what He does. He transforms us from the inside out. It's a new way to be human. It's a new way of living. The old is gone. The new has come. Paul says this in Romans 14. He says, the kingdom of God. You know what the kingdom of God is? 2022, Americans need to hear this. You know what the kingdom of God is? It is righteousness. It is peace. And it is joy in the Holy Spirit. How we have let the enemy of our souls take away our joy. And yet, his kingdom is a kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy. That's what he offers. That's what he offers. I don't know if that's what I see when I'm meeting with Christians, but that's what he offers. That's what you have righteousness, peace, and joy. A new heart, a new spirit. Don't you want that? Don't you long for that? There's just something in you that just says, I'm tired of the things of this world. And I want your joy, your joy, your joy. I hope you long for that. I hope you long for it. Again, we're not going to force anybody to long for it. He could be in this room. Some could accept. Some could reject. But I hope you have a seeker's heart. The heart of a wise man who seeks after the Lord. But maybe you're you're here and you're thinking, and I've I've heard this before, but Pastor Dan, like, yeah, and actually my heart is here to seek the Lord and I want the Lord and I want all the things that you're saying. I mean, it sounds great. I want it. And yet, and I've heard this so many times, but Pastor, you don't know what I've done. I mean, I want to receive Him into my life. I I want the new heart, the, the Spirit, the righteousness, the peace, the joy. I want all of that. And yet, Again, I hear this often. How would I even go there? I mean, those wise men, they offered all those gifts and treasures and the fragrances and the gold and the myrrh. And yet, my life's such a mess. I mean, I have nothing of value or worth to offer Him. And yet, if that's how you're feeling this morning, I just want to encourage you. See, this is where encountering Jesus is so incredible because actually, let's be honest, none of us on our own, including those wise men, none of us have much to offer the King. In fact, on our own, the prophet Isaiah, it gets pretty harsh. I'm not going to fully explain it. But he says our righteousness, like our right standing outside of the Lord, he says it's like filthy rags. We don't got much to offer the king. But see, that's why encountering Jesus is so powerful. It's a beautiful exchange, isn't it? We offer him our brokenness. He offers us his healing. We offer him our anxiety, our fears, our worries, our stress, our depression, and he offers us a peace that passes understanding. We offer him our hatred, our envy, our jealousy, our bickering, our divisiveness, our bitterness, and he offers us his unfailing love. We offer him a heart that is cold, a mind that's rebellious, a spirit that seems to be against everyone and anyone. And yet, if we come like those wise men, if we come as true seekers, as one's truly seeking him as Lord and Savior, Savior and King, if you seek him with all your heart, as the prophet Jeremiah declares, if you seek with all your heart, he says what? He says, you will find him. And even if your hands are empty, when you offer your life, in fact, by the way, that might be the best way to come to Jesus is with your hands empty, because when you offer him your life as broken as it may be, you will. This is a promise of the Lord. You will receive a new heart, a new spirit, and in his kingdom, you will experience his righteousness, his peace, and hallelujah, his joy. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I was, I was talking to Pastor Wayne. I, I really miss Pastor Wayne. He planted that church over in Nine Mile. But he called his church. Anyone remember what he called his church? Journey, journey right? Journey Church. The older you get, the more you realize that life really is a journey. Right? It is a journey. I, if you watch any good cinematic journey, I, I love a good epic, right? But if, if, pick your poison, right? Lord of the Rings. If my wife was here, Never Ending stories is one of her favorites national lampoon's vacation (laughs) right to get to Wally world (laughs) there's going to be some ups and downs some highs and lows victories defeats but see I was thinking about it this week on this journey of life we aren't robots right we aren't robots without feelings without emotions without a heart or a mind we don't just do whatever you know our robot maker makes us do No, actually, we're humans made in the image of God, with the very breath of God, and so we're alive. (sighs) But with that life, and it's beautiful and powerful, but we're alive with thoughts and emotions. We're alive with a brain. We're alive with a heart. And have you noticed, so we feel deeply along the journey. And that's not a bad thing, right? Again, we're alive. Praise the Lord for life. And we feel deeply, but sometimes those feelings are so deep. Sometimes those emotions are so intense that we're not so sure what to do with them. And again, I get to talk to people uh, every day, it feels like, with just people who are struggling. And, and even it all gets heightened during the holidays. Holidays can be really brutal, right? It can be hard to walk through this season with all these emotions, all these feelings. And, and so then you, you, you maybe do something just to take the edge off. Right, You do something maybe just to mute the noise a little bit and and, and pick your poison. Again, it might be alcohol or drugs or sex or entertainment. I, I just feel like as Americans, we're addicted to entertainment, Netflix, Prime Video, smartphones, again, whatever it might be. And yet, none of that, I mean, I don't even have to say this. We just know this. None of that will ever truly be the answer for what you need on your journey. Even if it's a temporary aid, even if it's a temporary moment of relief, you just know in your heart that none of that will truly satisfy. People need the Lord. You 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 need, Lord. You need His hope. You need His peace. You need the joy that comes... Not in any of those things, but comes in His presence. I love what Paul says in Romans 15, 13. We read this a lot in 2020, 2021, even in 2022. He says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy. May He fill you with all peace as you trust in Him, so that what? You may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what you need. You need the God of hope. You need the God of hope to fill you with all joy, with all peace. It reminds me of what Peter talks about in 1 Peter chapter 1. And, and we're actually going through 1 Peter right now as a church in our daily reading plan. Today's reading was so powerful. He talks about how do you suffer with Christ and, and in Christ. But he he's reminding a scattered church and a persecuted church. Listen to what he reminds them of. He says... You believe in Him, you believe in Jesus, and you are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Inexpressible, glorious joy and it's incredible and do you remember why he says that it's not because everything is going how they thought it should go it's not because your family behaved just how you wanted them to behave at Thanksgiving it's not because you got the Black Friday deal it's not because the person you voted for is in office it's not because you got the raise or found the spouse or got the dog or whatever your thing is I mean as great as those things can be none of those things are what fill us with inexpressible glorious joy. Peter says this, you are filled with inexpressible, glorious joy. Why? Because you are receiving the end result of your faith which is what? The salvation of your souls. The salvation of your souls. Maybe you don't know Jesus today, but He wants to know you. He wants to save you and fill you with that kind of joy life spring as you head into this Christmas season and hear your pastor's heart be filled be filled be filled come back to your first love encounter him afresh and anew and in his presence like right here right now in his presence you don't need to wait like for another day or another time you don't need to wait till the carpet's the right color, or, or the worship singer has the right voice, or, or, or the, the Christmas decorations. It's just right, like it's right now, like right here in His presence. Allow Him to speak and minister. Allow Him to hit the deeper parts of your mind, the deeper parts of your heart. Allow even your body, your fingers, and your toes to be filled again. With inexpressible and glorious joy. The joy that only He can give. Life spring, we rejoice. This is a place where we rejoice. We rejoice. And we rejoice because Jesus, the Savior and the King of the world, has found us. <laughs> and in Jesus, we have the salvation of our souls. You know, it's so important that we get this, church. So important. The, the things that are going on right now. The, the destructive things that are going on. The ways that the enemy is just... Man, he's attacking everything and anybody. It's so important that we leave here with his joy. Leave here in his joy. Think of it this way. May the joy of your salvation be settled firmly in your hearts. Right? Just be settled firmly in your hearts. You guys know me. One of the things settled in my heart is that the Mariners are the best sports team ever invented. (laughs) Like, no one's changing my mind on that one. That is settled. But what about his joy? I think, again, the enemy has convinced a lot of Christians that joy is like this. That joy is like a roller coaster. That joy, you know, one day I have joy, the next day I don't have joy, and now I have... Settle this one in your heart. If you've got Jesus... You've got joy. And I want that to be settled in us, church, because also, by the way, this world needs that same joy. The world around you. I mean, again, I don't have to say this. The people around you, they're struggling. They're hurting. Just grumpy. Like some of the things that come out of people's mouths, I'm so shocked by the choice of words. It's the complete opposite of joy. I mean, the aisles of the grocery store. Anyone try to shop over, you know, for Thanksgiving? I mean, it was chaos. You feel it, again, maybe at your dinner table. I felt that we were... We we went to Seattle yesterday. We took the light rail into Seattle, and then we took the monorail, and we did all the things, and yet it was heavy, church. And I, I got that spiritual discernment, right, that so many of us have, and you can just feel the heaviness. And another present from Nordstrom's or Amazon is not the answer. This holiday season, our region, our city, our state, our country, our world, they need the Lord and they need the joy of the Lord. And So please don't leave here without radically encountering Jesus and His joy. May the God of hope fill you with inexpressible, glorious joy that you might be ready to share that joy with everyone you meet. Because you're going to meet a lot of people in the next four weeks. And again, they're searching in all the wrong places. And yet you have His joy. Share that joy. I also just feel like on my heart, if there's anyone who doesn't know Jesus in this way, you've never received Jesus as the Savior. You've never received Jesus as the King. You didn't know that there was one who could actually forgive you of all your sins. I want you to hear this. Maybe you didn't know that you could have a new heart, a new spirit. Maybe you didn't know that there was this kingdom that you could live in. Like right here, right now, a kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy. Maybe you didn't know that. But I'm here to tell you today, like you don't have to do like a 10-step process. You just need to repent. Like just turn. Like just like, you know what? What I've been doing, it ain't that great. Like without Jesus, like it just feels like it's a mess. So I'm going to turn from that and I'm going to turn to Jesus. In fact, God, would you just forgive me? Like I'm so sorry. In fact, God, what a just. I'm sorry, I just forgive me, Lord, I just repent of the way I've been living, but I turn to you, Jesus, and I turn to a new way of living, and I need what you offer, because on my own, I don't know if I can even make it another week, but if this is who you are, and if this is the promise of your kingdom, then I'm all in. If that's you today, I just say, just with your heart, just say, I'm all in, Jesus. I, I want what you have to offer, and I'm telling you this, if you Declare with you receive and believe Jesus in your heart as Savior and King, watch what God will do. I'm just telling you, the Lord is about to change your life forever and ever and ever. Don't wait. Do it now. Just receive the Lord in your life. Receive the Lord in your life. And then for the rest of us, I, I was thinking about this this week, and again, you know, I love you, church, but I, I was thinking that there's probably a few of us that it's been a while since... We first, you know, received Jesus into our life, first followed Him as Savior and King. And maybe even as I'm speaking, well, one, maybe you're just mad at me, but that's fine. I I just read a thing that said 30% of the Christians in your church don't like you as a pastor. (laughs) But they were just like, be free. Like, just be free. Preach. But, you know, I've been... I I just, I, I realized this. And, and I've been here so many times. Like, I'm human just like the rest of you. But but maybe that joy of the Lord, the joy of encountering Jesus, maybe it feels like it was a long time ago. And the journey, man, some of your journeys, I'm so sorry. Because it is unfair. Like Right? It's not right. It's not okay. I'm sorry. Your journey has been so hard. And you know that just circumstances. They've done everything they can to steal away your joy. And if that's you, I just want to say this in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of you, would you be brave again today and fight for his joy? Be brave because this is the truth. And this is the truth that goes beyond how you're feeling today. This goes beyond your emotions today. Here's the truth. Like, this is the truth. You can bank on it. Let this one be settled in your heart. Jesus came to this earth. And when he came, he was good news of great joy for all the people. And that includes you. And again, this goes beyond feelings. It goes beyond circumstances. If you've got Jesus, you've got joy. It's your right as his beloved. He calls you His beloved. And it's your right as His child to be filled with His joy. And Some of you are on Twitter and Snapchat and TikTok or whatever else you're on. And you're allowing the noise. You're allowing others. You're allowing voices. You're allowing people, messy people, to convince you otherwise. Anyone else taking that bait lately? Oh, maybe they are right. Maybe I should be grumpy. Maybe I should... Church, it is your right as a citizen of His kingdom to experience His joy. Because His kingdom is a kingdom of righteousness, of peace, and joy. So I would just say this. I don't know how long you've been following Jesus, but receive Him again. Receive Him again. There's grace and mercy in the room today. Receive Him again. Receive Him again. Receive His joy again. Receive Him again. Receive Him again. Hallelujah. May everyone around us see His joy in us this holiday season if that's you if if you know that you need to receive his joy we're going to ask the worship team to come on on up right now and we're going to sing this song but i'd also invite the prayer team to come on up and the prayer team will be up pastor jesse will be up here i'll be up here and, and we want to pray for you and we'll just kind of go along the maybe just kind of go in front of the stage uh and during this song uh let's let's invite the lord in his presence knowing he's already here but let's invite him to fill us again. And this is the other thing we do and I'll finish with this is how often as humans what we say is we say I need joy. And so then we go and try to find something that will bring us joy. We've all done that. But that is a horrible way to go about life because then every day you're trying to find something different. <laughs> Don't try to find joy find Jesus and the great thing about Jesus he's not hiding when you seek him with all your heart you will find him and so seek the Lord and again this isn't about the person to your left or to your right again we're in a culture that sometimes doesn't know how to do the physical we don't know how to clap or dance or sing we're a little more stoic and yet I think about that woman pouring out her perfume at the feet of Jesus The Lord loves it when His children seek Him, passionately seek Him. And yes, people around you might judge you. They might ridicule you. That's just a part of the game. Because some will receive Him, others will reject Him. And as they rejected Him, they will also reject you. But there's nothing like receiving Jesus as Savior and King. My family this week, I I talked about this in pre-service prayer. We sat around the piano, and with everything going on in our lives, there's a lot of emotions in the Burst family right now. We have some hurts that are going on with some extended family members. It's just a hard season, and yet we sat around the piano, and we worshiped the Lord. We worshiped the Lord, and in His presence, like no one came in the door, no one texted us. No one, no, no one said it. There's nothing else that had happened other than what? Other than that, the Lord was with us. And as we sang to the Lord, our countenance began to change. Our minds began to be renewed. Our hearts that were heavy, they began to lift in the presence of God. So we're going to say in fact would you just stand with us and again if if you need prayer i hope prayer isn't just something we do you know every five or six years we just got to get familiar with this used to this if there's prayer available let's seize the moment and allow someone to pray for us and that we would leave here filled with the presence of god and in his presence is the fullness of joy in his presence the god of hope fills us with all joy and peace in his presence in his kingdom come on in his presence in his kingdom his righteousness his peace And His joy, though the world around us seems dark, there is light in His presence. His light fills the room. And where the light of Christ is, it's amazing what can happen. When Jesus enters a room, it's amazing what can happen. Hearts are healed. Minds are renewed. Sickness is healed. We thank You, Jesus, even now, Lord, what You do in a room like this, in a room like this, if we truly seek You with all our hearts, every single time we find You, Lord, You are not hiding your You are not off in the distance. You are right now available. Right now you are willing and able to do whatever we ask for. Lord, I just pray that right now. Some of you, you just... I said it earlier during worship, and I felt like that was from the Lord. There's just things in your life that feels so very dead and yet the Lord wants to breathe His life back into dead things. Even now there are things that your mind cannot comprehend but He says, I want to do things beyond your comprehension more than you can imagine by His power living inside of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name. The name of Jesus Christ my. Come forward, allow us to pray with you. Amen.